Hey, this is Chris Jones, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Liberty, always live on the free Odyssey app. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. All right, number one on What's Trending. Of course, we are live at Radio Row in Glendale, Arizona. Day number one, things are going to, as I keep saying, going to pick up. It's kind of uh, empty today compared to where things will be a little bit later on in the week. So far, the biggest uh, name that Nick has tried to get us on the show, even though we said no, uh, is uh, Jim Everett. I think. <laughs> we turned him down. We're like, no, we're fine. I mean, they were good today. I don't think I've ever talked to Jim Everett. I haven't. I have not. Come on, man. He played a long time. Uh, tonight, though, is media opening night. We'll be live out there. I know Jay Binkley's going to have uh, some shows back in Kansas City. I think I'm calling into his show around 530 tonight as we'll be making our way uh, over to the arena just down the street from the convention center here in, in Phoenix where the Phoenix Suns play. Uh, and tonight we will bring you some content up on our social media channels. You want to be checking that out as well. But just getting started here from Radio Row. And uh, at this point, we'll try to take a couple more photos and, and kind of peel back the curtain a little bit. We know our video stream is down. We are working on that, but we'll, we'll get some photos out there here pretty soon. I blame myself. I don't know why, why? because um, normally it works, but I blame myself at least a moment. Next up on what training local college basketball, all three local schools lost over the weekend. Yeah. So it's a frustrating weekend for them and against, I would say, inferior opponents. Boy, Kansas can't seemingly put together two weeks anymore. They can't put together two games anymore. They are seemingly lost. Missouri's just gone through the normal ups and downs, I would assume, for any eight or nine seed in the NCAA tournament. And K-State is still a team that's finding its perfection as well. But Kansas will be in action tonight if you want to see them again. They'll take on Texas tonight at 8. Texas coming off a huge win in Manhattan against the Kansas State Wildcats. And to your point about KU, yeah, their issues, Cody, other than Jalen Wilson, you don't know who else is going to show up. Can they have a second or third guy show up in a particular game? Uh, the answer to that uh, for the last, what, three weeks seemingly it, you know, has been, been no, or two weeks seems like the answer to that is no. Next up on Watch Stream, we got some injury news on the Chiefs front today. Officially, McCole Hardman placed on IR, so his season is done. If you listened last week, you kind of knew that's the direction this unfortunately was trending in as he hurt his uh, pelvic injury, whatever it was again, right? Again, Dude, they got named like eight different things. I don't want to yeah, say for abdominal sure. Abdominal illness, abdominal injury, three different things as you said. So uh, that means Clyde Edwards-Alaire, CEH, has been activated from IR himself and what does that mean for Sunday? Maybe I'm sure get some answers from uh, from Andy Reid throughout the week on that. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to not mean a whole lot as long as everybody else is healthy. Who wants to be the first person to say fresh legs? It's fresh. You know, I mean, I've been playing. It's fresh, Nick. Clyde could, I mean, do anything. He's fresh. Well, look, he looked fresh at the beginning of the year, and he was running hard, man. Actually, in fairness, Clyde's best football in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform is always when he's fresh. Like, the first game oh. off of injury or the first game of the season. Do you think we'll get a number on Clyde Super Bowl MVP? No. Will he be listed? Eventually, no. you might, but why? Really? Like, why even waste your time with it? I mean, you, you do may you, think do it's you a hate waste. Money? I don't. Look at this. The guy's back with the white shirt, Nick. Look you, guys are, you guys are – Oh, by the way, I know You guys are naming people. Oh, people, can't, people, people can't even see who you're talking okay, about. His He's name is Brandon Lang. How do you know? I've met him a couple times. What's he do? He's a – Other than spend copious like amounts of time in the gym. He's like a fantasy and betting guy. He's a sports guy. handicapper guy. Yeah. God, he's just so jacked. <laughs> it says he's an actor. 
Uh, lastly, on watch training, the Dallas Mavericks have completed a trade for Kyrie Irving just day a day after Nick said no one would ever trade for Kyrie Irving. I did. They say managed that. to make the deal done, and as you well know, uh, Dallas and Mark Cuban have been willing to take those risks before. It's not that he's not a talented player; it's that he train wrecks every single team he's on, except for when he was like a rookie with LeBron James. I don't yeah. know that if you're any team, you're going to be the person who unlocks Kyrie Irving. I understand the talent risk perspective, but I just don't know why teams keep doing this. You're hoping that somehow you're different, right? We, we see this happen with trades. You hope that somehow you guys are going to do something different uh, that's not going to have somebody be a complete head case. That's, that's the kind of stuff uh, that, that is going to, to impact it. By the way, I did look MVP odds just for you, Nick. Uh, the longest shot of MVP odds are 28-1. to 1 for Harrison Butker and Jake Elliott. Has a kickers. kicker ever won it? No. No. A kicker's never going to win it. Don't you want to peel behind money. the curtain? Nick is trying to find out he has failed on Jim Everett. He'd like to know if he'd I like didn't a different fail. Guest. I never tried on Jim Everett. <laughs> no, failed on the suggestion. Matthew Barry. He's right here. Fantasy football. Yeah, we were on his, See Instagram, what he likes. We hey, were on his Instagram story I, earlier. Today. I think you were on his Instagram yep. story? How? We Did you go were. check it? We got a text about it. He was filming right in front of us, and then someone oh. texted him and said they saw it on his Instagram story. I thought you meant story. like you were featured on his no. Instagram story. No. Let's Hey, hold on. We'll make a deal. <laughs> Let's get Matthew Barry on the show for a Super Bowl edition, Nick, of What's Your Fantasy? But you got to play the dirty version for the song. I don't have it, but he has it back. He has it. Uh, Jed has it. Jed can yeah, play it. Yeah, that's what Jed I'm saying. Up. Why can't we play that? And then have him in here, and we can add some fantasy, some daily fantasy play-related stuff to the Super Bowl. The reason why we can't do that, Cody, is because that song makes me uncomfortable. But that's just my opinion. Uh, that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. I think that's the whole point of why Nick put it in there in the beginning, right? That's right. We're going to let Nick put his headset down. We're going to let him go talk to the PR handler. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, peel back the curtain entirely now. Go ahead and go go after him. Bye, Nick. Go, 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 that go. Guy down there uh-huh. in the, in, with, the, with the elbow pads in the suit? I don't. That's who he was talking to. Well, go do go work some magic, man. Right. Yeah, then go, go talk work, to him. Go work some magic. Report back. We'll Come on, at the very goes. least, this is going to be a good conversation for us later. Let's see how Nick does in his first. This is dead. This just is, randomly this go get true. some. This That's is, part of the job, is it not? This is the first. This is the first time we're, we're we're sending him out. We will see exactly how that that goes for him. Yeah, he, he hasn't had that experience before. You know, that is what's trending right here on Cody and Gold as we continue broadcasting from Radio Row. Brought to you by Baker University and also our guest in game predictions. Brought to you by Ag Power John Deere. Experience all that John Deere has to offer at Ag Power and by Papa Murphy's Papa Murphy's. Get any medium two topping pizza for just $6.99 in store at papamurphys.com. I want to get back into just what is obviously at stake, yes, for, for the Chiefs and, and multiple people involved in this game, but where the Chiefs are in the history kind of of, of the game as well. There are only a handful of teams, three in fact, that have gone to the Super Bowl three or four years in a row. The Chiefs are going to three out of their last four seasons. Got it overtime, and the other and two did not overtime. go five in a row. Mahomes it's so has frustrating. not lost a playoff game in regulation. No. Nope. But where they're at, for me, I struggle with any mention of dynasty with this team. You can say how great they are, and they are. Five straight AFC title games, three Super Bowls in four years. But to me, you can't use a dynasty word until you are – running multiple Super Bowls together, or at least two and three years type of thing, which means they have to win on Sunday. That gets you their second ring in four years, and then it sets you up for next year to actually you're have saying, a conversation. You're saying then you get to. You're saying that this is only the precursor towards it? That's where I'm at on it. I, I don't, I don't, is there I, any reason, like I understand that New England's kind of ruined all of these conversations forever because I, I don't want to talk about any team in the 60s. 
When we're in the dynasty conversation. I don't want to hear about Terry Bradshaw. Maybe because he called me oh, a whiny girly man. I mean, that Nick, that's, but also Nick <laughs> knows Terry Bradshaw is one of our top targets for the week. But you know, it was a different he's era already of back. football. He's already back. He's the he's the opposite of being blacklisted. He's the opposite of Michael Lombardi. <laughs> he is welcome here literally at any moment, whenever he wants. Just any time of day. Have as much time but you don't. Want, so you're saying, yeah, you don't want to talk about the '60s. No, because it was a different era. Yeah. Football was considerably different. It's like having a conversation about um, which offense, you know, like which quarterback was better. But we're comparing different eras of quarterback play. Where, you know, like you can go back through some of the big stats, and it used to be acceptable for a quarterback to finish the season with 27 passing touchdowns and 23 picks, and they're still in the Hall of Fame. Well, that was the era. That's what most people were doing during that time. But when I go back through the New England era, yes. I admit, you have to win the Super Bowl in order to be a part of this conversation. New England's first dynasty, right, when they won three Super Bowls in four years in the early 2000s, and then when they went through yet another dynasty when they were winning Super Bowls again in the later period. They essentially had two different runs, but they were three Super Bowls in six years. You say that you put a limitation on the number of rings, and it's clearly three for you. It's three or we're not having the conversation. Is it a number of years limit to it? Like, is it 3-7 well, okay? 3-8 yeah, so okay? Is that a dynasty if they're in every Super Bowl, in every AFC well, title if, game? Because I mean, that, to me, this is all part of the same dynasty. If two years from now, let's say they win this one, yeah. two years from now, three years from now from the win one, I'm still calling it a dynasty. It's all part of the same grouping. Let's go to the AFC title game every year. Or maybe they're just a great team every two years. But they're not. They're in it every year. They're doing dynastic things is the way I view it. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're in, the reason why they're the only team we can even be having a conversation whether or not they are, nobody even wastes their time with anybody else or with any other franchise. They're the only possible. Well, they're the only possible oh, yeah. dynasty. And usually of this get one era. per decade. Yeah, and they're they're the only possibility. But it, it at minimum requires a win on Sunday. And then even then, yeah, I, I just really think that you have to go in next season and maybe it, it, it's not a Super Bowl win, but it's a Super Bowl appearance again. And and you're saying, well, that's not that's that's crazy. You're asking them to do the unthinkable. That's why we call them dynasties. They're not supposed to happen. They're supposed to be challenging. There's only supposed to be a handful of them in sports history. That's why we hold it to this high standard, if you will. It's so. the single highest standard because, like, no other sport even talks about it. There's no baseball dynasty, right? I mean, you talk about the Yankees. They don't. No, nobody even talks about baseball like dynasties. You're just like you're a great team. Like it's an because, like, to me, we've attached something different to that word in football, and it's only about rings. And this is probably just going back to you and I and a general philosophy part where. I'm not saying rings are worth nothing, but I clearly think that they're worth less than you. Yeah, I just don't like, think you can have. Let's say they, you know, you get. I two, think you went two Super Bowls get, in four years and be a dynasty. Two, two, you went to four Super Bowls. You went to three Super Bowls. You went to five AFC yeah, title games. Go to the Super Bowl the next year, and and even if you lose, then yes, I, I just think you have to you have to have runs of two or three Super Bowl appearances and with more than one win. To, to put yourself in the category. Like, now look, if this goes on for eight years and the Chiefs go to six Super Bowls and only have two wins, do you think that's a dynasty? Six Super Bowls and two wins? No, it's not a dynasty to me. Oh, man. Dude, six Super Bowls, though. I understand that. Like, going back to 2019. Not, not, another, not another six. No, I'm talking I, about going yeah, back to 2019. Yeah, I understand. Like, if we're including the yeah. conversations. I think that is. Like, I know that. I, and I honestly, this is probably one of those gold that I'm pretty accepting that I'm in the minority of. I don't know if you are, though. I mean, I, I, I don't for, know if you for, really for are. For nationally. Yeah, for Chiefs fans? Sense. No, come on. Yeah. Dude, Chiefs fans want this to be a dynasty. Of course they do. Because this is one of the single greatest runs. Because that's it. This is the problem. You want to say dynasty goal because it's very simple. This is one of the single greatest runs in NFL history. So, very simply put, this is one of the single greatest runs ever. So, that's what dynasties are, right? That's the same thing when we talk about them. We talk about how... These are the great runs. 
They are the great team of this decade. When people go back and they'll be like, who's the team of the 2010s or the 2020s? Right, it'll be more like 20, it's weird, because for the Chiefs it'll be like, more like the 2010s, even though, or the 2020s, even though 2019 was the yeah, Super Bowl you. year. But this decade, it's the Chiefs, man. It's all coming up, Chiefs. And normally, and once a decade, that's how it is, right? It's the 60s with the Dolphins. It's the 70s with the Steelers. It's the 80s with the Niners. It's the 90s with the Cowboys. It's the 2000s with the Patriots. Like, every decade has the team. The Chiefs are the oh, team. I, there's no disputing that. They are the team. I just don't know if it automatically means oh, the rest means of those are I dynasties. I, I, I know. know. It's so hard. Well, and if they and if they are truly like we're only it seems like it's been going on for I me. Mean, it still is only 2023 right now. I mean, so we're still there's still seven more years to go in this decade. I know you're pump, you're bunking you're bumping it to 2019 as well, but like yeah, set, we, we we think this is going to be the case. I mean, if we're sitting here in 2030 and and uh, and Cody's in his 50s at that point in time, uh, and uh, in 2030 I will not be in my 50s. you're in your 50s. Be in my mid 40s. Nick's, Nick's got five kids and all at that. Five point, kids. Fast forward to that, and the Chiefs have gone to five more. More Super Bowls during the same decade. Well, th- then yes, they're they're obviously a dynasty. But if there's a chance you still realize, and I know you do, the Chiefs go to Super Bowl on Sunday, and there's a chance they don't go to another one for five years. Like that can happen. Patriots spend a decade. Yeah. Just as a just, yeah, I know that. That's what I'm saying. Not though. really a great time to bring that up, as we're here on a Monday in Radio Row, and the Chiefs are going to their third Super Bowl four years. But the Patriots did once go a decade without winning one. I, that sounds crazy now, because you're like, wait, no way. They did. No chance. They had two separate dynasties. No way. To your point. They did. You're like, no way. They never won a decade. Not possible. And they went to one in there. They just didn't win yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people on the text line, 913-586-7610, are pointing out, like, of course, the Buffalo Bills and the Washington, at the time, Washington Redskins, now they, the Commanders. The and, and Bills didn't the win Bills, any. Well, no, no that's, that's that's what they're saying. So, yeah. Meaning winning does matter. It helps the Chiefs have the one in their back pocket. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm um, not saying they can do it with one. Yeah. I'm not going to come on the air on Monday, next Monday, if they lose the Super Bowl and say the Chiefs are still a dynasty. You have to have two. I'm setting a minimum two. I understand that. Because no great team, no team with that kind of record has more than one. It's not. It's just not how it works. We know that. We understand that when we're looking at the dynasties and the things that set themselves up, that it comes with rings. That's what dynasty implies, right, Gold? It's not just you were really good. It's that you also had to win something. I understand. But it's – I don't know, man. I this feels like a dynasty to me. You've seen dynasties in your lifetime, Gold, and this is what it feels like, right? One way or the other? I'm Nick's watching attempting. I'm watching our guy Nick work. Let's he watch. just went up to Matthew Barry. Oh, wait, now he's uh, following. And he's following Matthew Barry down radio real currently. Uh, we'll let we'll let Nick we'll let Nick handle that. Um, and I think we need to talk about what happened about twenty four hours ago. What? Twenty four hours ago we got off an airplane. We got off an airplane 24 hours ago. Like you've done me some and favor. We landed, and Nick and I wanted to do something nice for you. And I think it was very nice. You've talked about you wanted on this trip to have a lot of fun. You wanted to see some of the staples of Phoenix, and we did. Around 10:30 yesterday, you agreed. I don't know why you agreed to this. You let us blindfold you in the backseat of the car, which was a little weird. Mm-hmm. But you look, agreed mostly because I thought you guys wouldn't. I didn't think you were like murder. But me. for some reason, when I brought up the chloroform rag, all of a sudden <laughs> you were out. <laughs> Got to draw a line somewhere, yeah, Nick. Apparently so. Apparently so. Uh, by the way, uh, we just did get confirmation. Matthew Barry, fantasy guru, will yes. be joining us. From NBC when? Sports, uh, Peacock, he said Sunday Night his Football. Exact, his exact response was he was talking to another person from a different station. Okay. And I interrupted them, and I was like, Good hey. Good job. Go, you got to interrupt I go, people. will you come on with us in Kansas City? And he pointed to the other guy as he responded to me. He goes, Kansas City I'll definitely do. As if he was telling the other guy, like, letting him down. Like, I don't really know, man. I've never really heard of your station. But then when he said, oh, he goes, Kansas City I'll do. 
All right. Okay. So good work. One today. for one, Nick. So at some point today we will have. I'm proud of you. At some point today we will have. We have Matthew Berry. No, but back to back to yesterday. So we blindfolded Cody. You might have seen the video, and we get to a parking lot. Cody doesn't know where we're at, okay, cool. All right. and we get Cody out of the car, and we undo your blindfold. And you, within 15 seconds, had already sprinted back to the car, afraid of where we had taken you, which was the strip club. Mm. Not just any hey, you know strip what? club. You know, what? Just you know what? My biggest problem with this Stop is calling it that. Gentlemen's club. It's a gentlemen's club. Okay. Cheetahs, to be exact. Stop being so uncouth. Let's let's <laughs> let's be clear here. I think that you guys were trying to wrong somebody who offered to take us there in Kansas City, who offered us a tab in Kansas City. You're trying to go without the fans. Do you not care about our listeners? Do you not care about the people who listen, consume, enjoy this show? Trying to take me. They they wanted the experience okay. of me going for the first time. Right, also, to be clear, is there anything I can do to get out of this? Enough with the sob story. <laughs> <laughs> what what will you guys take in order for me to not go back in Kansas City? What will it take? Ooh. What's what's the out price? Uh, Sh- go ahead and, and shave every single hair off your body. That's too much. Eyebrows too. Shave your head. <laughs> eyebrows. What if they don't come back? Bald and eyebrows. Great. Or you could go to the strip club. Or the, that is there, what about? Isn't it a Camelback Mountain nearby, right? You can yeah. Go. No, 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 no. Why don't you sprint up that and see how you're Sprint foot, up and I'll die. Does. He'll die. Yeah, that's bad. Con- that's more work for us. Then we got to worry about yeah, exactly. the, all the arrangements. That would be, that'd be a pain. All the, wow, what a, what a pain it would be for you, for me to be dead, but then you have to attend yeah. my funeral. It's a lot of work for Cody. Well, the good thing is all we'd have to do with his body is just jump in the trash. That's all Cody wants. That'd be really simple. I don't know if my family's got the same about view of my body as, as I do. Yeah. Hmm. No, I was going to say, the we, for those that don't know, we're obviously in Phoenix. Uh, we are inside the Phoenix Convention Center at Radio Row, day number one here. And uh, we, we are all under one roof at uh, our Airbnb. We actually even have Pete Sweeney, who knocked on our door randomly last night and said, can I stay with you? And so he is sleeping on our couch. I have not seen How do you Pete, even get the address? I haven't seen Pete Sweeney today I don't know, at all. I, it turns out he rode, a box, he rode in a boxcar of a train. From Kansas City to get up here, <laughs> or down here, I guess. <laughs> he, he did knock on our door, though, and said, hey, you guys mind? Stick and bindle in hand. He had a stick and bindle with his clothes, and then he had a, a 12-pack of Michelob Ultra. I do appreciate him bringing drinks. Yeah. That was courteous. Well, yeah, I stole, one of his bo- I stole one of his, stole one of his bottles of water, though. I definitely, I definitely did that. Smart. Let's get to phone call. Oh, man. I believe it's from the same individual. No, it's some, I think it's somebody different. And I believe if it is the same individual, that individual should know that we do a radio show. It's a coworker. You'd be surprised. Do you want to say who it is? No, I don't. <laughs> We're just gonna leave it a mystery to yeah, the listeners. Yeah. Oh man, what do do I need to plan a surprise for you two now because you tried to take I me mean, somewhere I didn't want to go? Nice. Are you gonna do something for us? What do I? I don't owe you anything, right. and you didn't try to do something nice. I don't know why you guys keep pitching is that. You know I don't want to go. You know that it makes me uncomfortable. And Gold's friend, who lives here in Phoenix, called it, quote, not a great strip club town. So why am I okay. going to, like, shouldn't we, if we're if you're taking me somewhere out of town to a strip club, shouldn't we go to a better one? Beggars shouldn't we go to Atlanta? Choosers. Shouldn't we oh, go to Houston? So now you're shouldn't we go to somewhere that has a good reputation for it? So now you well, if I'm going to have to go, the quality might as well be joke. good. So now you want to insult the people of Phoenix about how... Yeah. Their gentlemen's clubs aren't good enough for no you. Kidding. After never being the one, you're you're going to tell us it's not good enough. No, I was I was quoting your friend directly. Hmm. I, I I don't know about the quality either in Kansas City or Phoenix or these other cities. I'm just saying some cities, as you well know, and maybe he's just picky, have a stronger you know? reputation. Let's go let's go find out ourselves. Don't it's like reading the reviews before you go watch a movie. 
Just go see it for By yourself. By the way, it was the highest rated strip club we took 4. it to 4.5 stars, Cody. 4.5 stars. On what? Google? And Google. We, wa we wanted to avoid the log lines and everything. We were Got free, free cover before 7. We were trying to help you out. Free cover was Sunday. Before 7. My God. Hey, look, Still applies tonight, too. You'll f here's what we do. We'll take you to a million different clubs, and you'll find an, a different excuse why we shouldn't go to every single one of them. I can already tell you that's how this is going to go. You think that, that, well, yes, of course it is. I told you I don't want to go. I don't know how I can make this more clear. I have no interest and have never had interest in going to the Yes, club. but you owe our listeners because I do, of a bet that was made. But I don't owe them just to go with the two of you in Arizona on a Sunday What's at a 11 a.m. Tell me a better time. You didn't have anything I else don't know. going on. Literally any other time is better than 11 a.m. on a Sunday, I'm pretty sure. Why are you yelling at us? <laughs> Why are you yelling right now? Because <laughs> that's what I do Where sometimes. are your friends? I don't think so. This is like when Rob Collins tried to tell me he did me a favor by bringing me that egg salad sandwich. Doing mean things to me and then saying, we're your friends, that's not how friendship works. Friends give each other a hard time sometimes, man. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I didn't attend. I hope that you guys will survive without. You guys are more than welcome to go tonight after a media night. You have to pay that cover. No, it's not. It's not about us, man. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not about us. It's, it's not about you. This is definitely. Nick's a been youth, like two hundred times this is in the strip club. Thing. You've been this is the youth thing. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, you're unwilling to accept this number now. Now all of a sudden he's embarrassed. Fifty's no, no, too no. many. Nick didn't scoff at two hundred. Fifty is definitely too many visits. Fifty's too many. Yeah. <laughs> for any person or for you? For me. And fifty's uh, a lot. Of, a lot of trips. It's a lot of wasted money. I thought you told why is it wasted money now? you got to waste it once or twice or three or four or five, six, seven times. You know, to really learn that lesson but not of, of the expense. Also, what's, your, your wife gave you permission. I understand that. That's it's not big, about that. That's, that's a big not, part of it. That's not the hang-up. The hang-up like is that's personal. A big part of it. I think, she'd seem, I, think, I think she'd be less bothered than I would. Someone says, by the way, just go to Scottsdale. They said, quote, Scottsdale Strip Club's absolutely elite. 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 Wow. Elite. Friend didn't tell us that, Gold. We could have really used the breaking news sounder right at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> right, right when hey, we found. Yeah, I, hey. <laughs> it's Jed. There we go, Jed. Atta boy. He knows. He gets how this show works. Some people get it, man. All right, coming up next, though, how teams fare when they go up against defenses where Philadelphia has all kinds of talent across the board. What's the history tell us on that? And then Cody's got a really random question of the day for us here live in Arizona from <laughs> All right, we're back here live in Arizona. It's Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tapp, Nick Schwartz with you, and we are brought to you by Ray Gunn and Baker University. We'll get to Cody's random question of the day here in about 10 minutes or so. Also expecting to have fantasy football expert guru from NBC Sports, Sunday Night Football, Peacock, best-selling author Matthew Barry join us at some point here before we get done with the show uh, Super Bowl today. edition of what's, what's Your Fantasy? We, we could. We could explain to him that we like to, you know, I don't know if he'll be down for it. We like to add a certain type of music under fantasy football Maybe we could do the medium, the, the medium one, you know? Yeah, not the most dramatic version of it, but I think <laughs> something like that could work. The one, the one with It's been room. a couple weeks, hasn't it? When's the last? Uh, it's, well, we well, did, I think we did, we did one it right before one playoff one. We did one special playoff one because you demanded it, remember? We did a wild card edition, I think. Yeah, but that was it. You had said we're doing it on that Friday, and that would have been the last time we've done What's Your Fantasy. So 
I mean, is there a better time than to bring it back for the Super Bowl? It makes perfect sense. So we should have Matthew Barry uh, join us at some point here in, in the next, uh, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes or, or so. Nick is uh, getting that all worked out for us. Before we get to your random question of the day, Cody, we know the, the defensive front for, for Philadelphia, but how about the pass defense in particular? Now, some of that goes hand-in-hand, hand, right? It's sure. the, 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 the number one sack defense in football. Well, it'll help out your secondary drastically if you're getting that kind of pressure like they have consistently. Well, how, many, how have teams with top five pass defenses performed in the Super Bowl? And in particular, when it comes to DVOA, the Eagles are the number one pass defense, all right? We don't need to go too far down the road on that. But last year, the Rams were number three. They won the Super Bowl. In 2020, the Bucs were fifth. They won the Super Bowl. The one exception is actually a team the Chiefs played. That was the 2019 Super Bowl and the San Francisco 49ers, who were the number two pass defense. 2015 was another example of a all-time great defense. All-time great defense. Probably 2013 for the Seahawks, too. So those were the, the other times. Only once has a top five pass defense been in the Super Bowl and lost since we've been keeping track and they've been keeping track of, of DVOA, which tells you something there. Now, Kansas City offensively is the number one scoring offense in football, though, to go with this. You know, when I look at those defenses, though, man, for the most part, Gold, I do consider those, like, top in. Some of the best defenses ever are on that list you just gave me. And honestly, aren't we at the point now that Mahomes destroys this? I thought this year in particular, Alex, I really did. This year in particular to me, I thought we got to the point that we felt comfortable that the Chiefs are going to be good against any defense. I'm pretty sure we had that conversation once on the show. Oh, they're the number one rated defense this year, the number two rated points per game defense this year. I I don't care. Like, look at just this season alone, right? They face plenty of the top scoring defenses in the NFL across the board, and we know that. And they scored 33 points per game against them. I know that it was mixed results, right? Like, maybe they didn't get as many against Cincinnati both times. And Cincinnati's like a top seven scoring defense in the NFL. Or they came up a little bit short uh, at Buffalo against the regular season, but they dropped 44 on San Francisco. They scored against elite defenses. They always score against elite defenses. That's a pretty common thread across the board. I don't know that number one DVOA defense is enough to scare me. I'm more scared of the pass rush than the the pass defense stat you gave me there. Yeah, I think it they kind of tie together a little bit, though, because oh, that's know, how they're able to be the number one pass defense. Sure, because I don't, you know, they they have some playmakers, no doubt, in their secondary, but I think a lot of their success has been with the pass rush getting home so frequently that you're not having a ton of time. So if you want to talk about the the importance of the offensive line again for Kansas City, of course, this huge. actually goes really hand in hand with that. If they're somehow able to get Mahomes solid protection and better protection than what other teams have given, well, that puts a lot more pressure on uh, those in the secondary for Philadelphia. Well, I, I think – well, it does. And I think that that's part of the time – you know, look, Kansas City could say the same thing. You'd be like, hey, are all these rookie corners really this good? Or they were the number two sack team in the NFL and that's helped cover their ass a little. And the answer is, of course, it's helped cover them a little gold, right? We know that. I, I guess – I feel like I'm underselling it, so I'm sure somebody in Philadelphia would be like, you are not taking this defense serious enough. But here's the thing. They – Sure, they're the number one pass DVOA in the league. Their pass rush is very good. But they have problems defensively. I can see their problems. And I go back to the thing we said on Friday. They haven't played anybody. Oh, wow, I'm really imp- I just said on Friday, the best quarterback they've played all season is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you know what? Kind of expect you to have the Rogers number one pass for, defense. Rodgers for a half. Yeah, okay. I kind of expect you to have the number one pass defense in the NFL. 
Well. If those are the best <laughs> quarterbacks you faced, well. if you're facing Daniel Jones, every, no offense, but that's kind of what you're supposed to do against bad teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would say like I expect them to be the t- but I get your point, right? Considering we, their talent, yeah, we, I do. If you're well, if you're a playoff, yeah, if you're a playoff team and you pretty much from start to finish, Philadelphia was viewed as the best team for a lot of people in football. You know, it was either Philadelphia, Kansas City for a little bit, Cincinnati got up there, Buffalo. I mean, those were the teams that throughout the season. But on the NFC side, Philadelphia was always viewed other than the the Niners towards the end of the season, but they were still dealing with a third-string quarterback in Brock Purdy versus Jalen Hurts, who let's not kid ourselves, even though we all know we're going to cash our uh, Mahomes MVP tickets on Thursday night at the NFL Honors. Uh, Jalen Hurts, prior to the injury, there was a real, real chance that Jalen Hurts was going to win that award. On that list, the one you gave me, the Rams from 2021, Bucks from 2020, Niners in 2019, Broncos in 2015, and Seahawks in 2013. How many of those defenses do you think Philadelphia is better than? Their current well, defense. I'll tell you this. I, I think the comparisons to the 2015 Broncos don't don't fit, so that they're not better than the 2015 They're not Broncos better than the 2013 defense. Seahawks. That was one of the greatest no. defenses ever, too. I think it's probably more in line with what you saw from the 2020 like the Bucks team or the, the 21 uh, last year Rams you have to remember, the, the, that Bucks team was also at the top of the league in sacks. They also had, like, five guys who could get to the quarterback. They also had playmakers and they won. Corner. And I know the offensive line no, was – I know. I mean, that, that's, that's why you asked me, like, who are they most similar to? I would argue that's one of them. I know that, and I understand that, but again, that game, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like an anomaly in its own little special world to me. I know what happened in that game. It had nothing to do with the pass DVOA. That game was they had nobody on offensive line, and they got murdered. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, but don't you think pass defense and the success of it can also be in, in part due to whether or not your, your guys up front are getting pressure Yes, but not in this game. Okay. Not that game. I know that I'm just trying to, like, throw away a game for being a singular reason for why they got their ass kicked, but, man, if there was ever a game where you're like, this is what happened, that's what happened there. Hell, I don't even like talking about that game. We're here at Radio Row. Chiefs <laughs> are in their third Super Bowl. I don't even, I don't even want to talk about well, third oh, Super Bowl this round. You've just gone with the, the men in black mentality, the device. Yeah, I just, just want to. Wiped it clean. You know what? Especially, honestly, Alex, if they win this one. If they win this well. one, I don't want to ever think. It's like, it's like the Breland speaks for you. I don't want to ever talk about that dump again. <laughs> I don't want to ever have to think about it. I don't want to have a conversation about it. I don't want to bring it up ever again. I just want to, like, ignore it for the rest of time. It seems way easier. We'll get to Cody's random question coming up uh, in about 20 minutes now as we're excited here from Radio Row to have Matthew Barry joining us on site from Sunday Night Football. Of course, NBC Sports, Peacock, New York Times bestselling author of Fantasy Life. You're also the founder of the Fantasy Life app as well. Matthew, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Go Chiefs. Well, so we normally, we uh, during the, the season, we do uh, What's Your Fantasy? Where you're allowed to ask fantasy questions, but also any other fantasy-related. Sure. We don't really particular care which one or the other right. but it has certain music and we don't want to throw you off so he doesn't have headphones, headphones on, on so right can't now. hear it anyway well it's fine you don't want to we would describe it as you can put some headphones on but it's 70s porno music it's basically <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair. i know what that is. He actually, you said you described it to him and he pushed the headphones further away like yeah, he's I not gonna do that this to i got himself. that I, I got it all right that's fine yeah we uh with the biggest conversation we've had on this show and i'm always curious from any fantasy regular demand anyone's perception are we allowed to have a conversation about a modern dynasty if the Chiefs win a second Super Bowl now? Uh, if they win today, if they win on Sunday, I think absolutely. I think absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it has to be three. To me, it's like the the run. The run is what we're talking right. about. I mean, and, they, and there's they, only been one modern dynasty. It's the Patriots. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's certainly it's certainly on the way. Uh, you know, I think they they need to win to talk about this. I mean, the, because otherwise, then it's just like. 
Um, if it's not, then you know, then they're like sort of like a slightly better version of the Bills, right? They're just sure. always good, always competitive. Can't get, and I'm talking Bills like Jim Kelly Bills, not yeah. like not the current Bills. Although, kind of applies to them as well. Yeah, a little bit, right? <laughs> I mean, there too. I mean, and 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 the Bengals, you know, if the Bengals don't win it next year, like they're sort of on their way, right? I mean, they've you know they lost the Super Bowl last year, they lose the Chiefs this year, like well, and the, you know they've. They've got all those guys on rookie deals. Like, at some point, they're going to have to, you know, start paying all those guys. So their window is now. Um, but, yeah, I would – I mean, look, as long as the Chiefs have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the expectation is they're going to have both guys for quite some time, they'll always be in the conversation. I think, like, now I think about it from, like, even – you know, we talked about this going into it. I got asked those same questions. Be like, hey, who do you trust in the Chiefs for fantasy? I'm like, Mahomes and Kelsey. I don't – like, yeah. would you like me to have a conversation about another player? Because it's pretty much those two. And then you can just guess if you'd like. I mean, Mahomes himself even said that at the beginning of the year. Like, it's not going to be, you know, because they asked him about, you know, Tyreek being gone. And he says, yeah, some weeks it'll be MVS. Some weeks it'll be Juju. Some weeks it'll be, you know, whatever, Sky Moore. You know, I mean, whatever. You know, last week Marcus Kemp made an appearance. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, you know, like, so it is. It is really, um, it is. It, it's the, it's, it, as a fantasy analyst, it's maddening because, uh, Andy's offense are always so good, and they involve so many players. But and they're you know, the top scoring team in the they're NFL. They're top scoring the NFL team, <laughs> and but yeah, it's in terms of fantasy football options, it's very narrow because because they spread the ball around so much. Although, listen, um, Jarek McKinnon was a fantasy football MVP down the stretch. He was a top two running back uh, down the stretch. You know, during the fantasy playoffs, McKinnon just had an absolute monster season uh, and won a lot of people their fantasy leagues, including me. You yep. know, I won every league that I had McKinnon in. And, um, and I had him in a lot of leagues. And, you know, or, you know, and Juju there for in the middle of the season, Juju had a nice stretch there. Um, uh, so, you know, there, was, there, were, there were splashes, but really, it was, you know, Mahomes and Kelsey, Kelsey Mahomes. <laughs> we're talking to Matthew Barry here live in Arizona on Radio Row. It's Cody and Gold here on 610 Sports Radio. When you look at Sunday's game, though, and, you know, people are going to have their player props that they want to key in on, how, yeah. how do you see the Chiefs going up against a defense we just got done discussing that's, you know, top five defense in football? We know about the sack numbers. Wh who do you think maybe can benefit the most if you're the Chiefs uh, attacking Philadelphia? I, well, I mean, you tell you guys tell me. Juju going to play? Kadarius Tony going to play? So I, I feel like Tony is. Juju I'm not as sure about, I'll be honest. Okay. I mean, so to me, like, I think I think those guys are key. If, if you get at least one of those guys, I think those guys are key. Because Bradbury and Slay are so good on the corners. Like, where you attack Philadelphia, I think, is the middle of the field, right? And so, obviously, Kelsey's going to be a big part, but Kelsey's going to draw a lot of attention. So, whether it's, like, whether it's like they, they go more, you know, 12 and, like, you can see some Noah Gray and, you know, whatever. But, like, I think it's going to be that stuff. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be middle of the field stuff. I think, you know, hopefully they have, a, like, a specific package for Kadarius Tony. I think um, I think one of the things that was really surprising to me, and I'd love you guys because you guys are there every day and you're talking to the coaches and, and you're, you're focused on this in a way that I can't be being local, um, is, you know, using Pacheco in the pass game last week was so surprising to me. Because, you know, McKinnon, one of the things we talked about on my show, I want to talk about the running game here for a second. One of the things we talked about on my show throughout the year about, and especially when McKinnon started towards the end of the year having his, his run there, was it was just like maybe, because McKinnon was such a big part of the playoffs last year. Yeah. And I said, and then, and, and maybe, you know, like 
he's a guy that's dealt with injuries throughout his career, but really good. So maybe Andy Reid and the coaches were like, you know what? We're going to ease McKinnon into it. We know we've got we've got Super Bowl aspirations. We hope to be, you know, playing in the middle of February. So like, we're going to ease McKinnon into it, and we'll start using him down the stretch more and more and more. And obviously, the injury to Ceh helped uh, helped open up more opportunity for McKinnon as well. So then, like using Pacheco as much and not McKinnon when everyone went down last week was shocking to me. Do you think McKinnon was secretly hurt? Do you think it was just a matter of like... No, what? it's they use McKinnon to block more because... They trust him in pass pro more. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that becomes his primary role, especially with Patrick Mahomes' hurt ankle. Right. What we saw both in the Jacksonville game, and it was probably more noticeable probably in the AFC title game is... They'll just be like, all right, Jarek, sorry, your job is dirty now. You got to go right. and punch these guys around. But by the way, Pacheco, nobody should have seen that coming from Pacheco. He had three right. catches was his maximum output right. in any game this season before he had five catches in that. And I think that's probably what threw him off. You get aggressive, and they're like, oh, they won't throw it to Pacheco. You're like, but his ankle's hurt. So, of course, they'll check it down, and right. I don't think teams prepared for that. No, they certainly didn't, and Pacheco had just a monster game in the, in the, uh, in the AFC title game. And so it's interesting just in terms of player props as we sit here and look because their numbers are, in terms of the, the, the lines for both guys, are fairly close for Pacheco and McKinnon. And whether was that a one-game thing because of the ankle or is that, like, is now Pacheco going to be, you know, an option in this offense, especially if Juju can't go and looks like Hardman can't go either. Yeah, Hardman officially in the last, I don't know, maybe 30 Hour? minutes or so was officially placed on IR, so he's definitely not yeah. in. You okay. mentioned C. I didn't know that. No, okay. it, it just happened. No, okay. and, and, and CEH actually was activated. And, and Kansas City, that. everybody's kind of like, nobody really wants him having any part of this offense sure. right, right now whatsoever. So I, I'm hoping that he just activated because at this point, who, who else are you going to activate on offense? Well, I mean, he might need to play wide receiver at this rate, depending <laughs> on mean, who else might not be He available. might, or but just have him active just to be, um, you know, just – to have a, a body yeah I mean you never know I mean like again like we saw in the title game right you know guys get injured during the game and you want to make sure you have people that are out there and that you know that you can that you can trust um so that'll be interesting I mean but to me in terms of how you attack them is like yeah I do think right again there'll be pressure so dump offs to the running backs Kadarius Tony the thing that what's shocking to me and so uh, um Bet MGM is a sponsor of my show and so we did this on my show earlier today Every state in the United States, the, in terms of who's the most bet team on in that state to win the Super Bowl, the only state that's picking the Chiefs is Kansas. Right, right. Yeah. Every other state is taking <laughs> the Eagles, which I'm shocked of. I'm shocked about, and I get it. The Eagles have this great defense, and they've got a, they've got a better offensive line. Um, and, you know, the, can, they, can they take advantage of the, the challenges the Chiefs have had in their secondary this year? But... Sandy Reid off a bye, man. Like, like not to be that simple, but like sometimes it comes down to that simple. And it's just sort of the guy that's been there versus the guy that hasn't. And with all due respect to Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni, who have had an amazing season this year, the entire Eagles organization have. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've picked the Chiefs. I've picked the. I, I think the Chiefs should be favored by two instead of the one and a half or two point underdogs that they are at the moment. And. Um, and I'm surprised that every state is taking the Eagles. And we, we've kind of enjoyed it in, a little bit going back to the AFC title game in Kansas City. It's not often yeah, that Mahomes have been yeah. in this kind of underdog role. I don't know the Chiefs closed as favorites against Cincinnati, and we're wondering now as the week goes on if we'll see some line movement go towards KC with yeah. some positive injury news maybe on the wide yeah. receiver front if that happens or a video comes out of Mahomes uh, looking Doing great a at flip. Arizona right, exactly. State. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that will be interesting. Before we let you go, as we're talking to Matthew Barry, I did want to get the to – The other piece of this is, yeah, by the way, just sorry, yeah. I no, you're real good. quickly – 
everyone, everyone, and obviously you guys are, but like nationally, everyone is talking about Patrick Mahomes, how healthy is he, no setbacks, is he going to be able to run, blah, blah, blah all, all the stuff, right? No one's talking about Jalen Hurts. Who I think is also just as banged yes. up, if not worse. We haven't had to see it because he played two joke games in the playoffs. Exactly. We don't have any idea. I'm with you there. I, I just I think that's a much bigger storyline than anyone is talking about. Like it just I, I, I think Mahomes is the healthier quarterback in this game, and so you know just right your point. They haven't Hertz hasn't had to do much. So anyway, just in, in terms of betting, like I like <laughs> under 49 and a half rushing yards for Jalen Hurts. That's a bet I like. Real quick, what about under. what about the total then for the game? It's 50, 50 and a half or so is where it, where it's, it sits. It's under yeah. 51. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like the over. I, I do. Indoor I do like stadium the over. and all yeah. that kind of feels like that, that way. Real I think quick. we're always just hoping it's an over. Yeah, exactly. You want you want a, <laughs> you want a new, high scoring game. I don't want that Rams two, Patriots got, Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. You've got two really good offenses and you have two defenses that I think can be exploited. You know, I mean, uh, certainly. I'm not worried about the Chiefs putting up points, and um, you know I, I think the Eagles will be able to score on on Kansas City. So it sounds like high scoring game with the Chiefs yeah. getting the win is what you got. That's what I'm predicting. There you go, Matthew Barry. Really appreciate the time. Of course, you can see his great work through NBC Sports, also uh, through Fantasy Life. He's the founder of the Fantasy Life app as well. And as you mentioned, your show sponsored by BetMGM. Really appreciate you hopping on the show with us and. His guest uh, predictions, of course, like all our guests and game predictions, are brought to you by Ag Power John Deere. Experience all the John Deere has to offer at Ag Power and by Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy's get any medium two-topping pizza for just six ninety-nine in store or at PapaMurphy's.com. Thanks again, Matthew. My pleasure. Go Chiefs. There you go, Matthew Barry, with us here from uh, Radio Row in Arizona. All right, we'll get to your random question uh, in in a little bit, but um, I, I think if you're listening, to what he it's had 50 to bucks. say. <laughs> Nick's explaining. Wait, that Nick's would feel like we have a whole other conversation. <laughs> we got to keep talking. They can't hear the conversation. <laughs> Cody's like, Cody's like, listen. I'm like, we got to. I kind of We got to keep curious. going a little bit. We have to keep doing. We this have show. to keep going. Believe it or not, Nick can, can have that conversation. Okay. We have to. We have to keep going That's a little fair. bit. But uh, he, you know, the Jalen Hurts point at, at the end, and we'll hear from Jalen Hurts tonight at opening night. We will. Um, and He's we'll injured. find out. He was asked last week about the shoulder a little bit, and. He was asked to put a percentage on it. Can we talk about that a little sure. bit? Sure. Okay, we couldn't stop talking. So, like, I was no, like, no, no, he was no. like, can we just stop? I'm like, we, we have to keep talking. We can't have dead N- silence. Okay. Uh, he had no idea. Matthew Berry had no idea what Papa Murphy's He's never going to take and bake pizza? No. And then when I described it to him, he's like, you, they, they, you bake the pizza? And I was like, yeah, they give you, like, he's yeah, like, Papa Murphy's is great. It's fresh. So he goes, so, he go, he goes so they just, like, give you the ingredients? And I said, no, they make <laughs> it. And then you take it home. And he goes, huh. He goes, yeah, definitely not a kinetic thing. He posed whatever, and he put it in his back pocket. So, do we think that? Do we think that he will actually yeah. go to Papa? I think he yeah. will. Okay. I think he's going to find out now. Okay. He's going to find out what we all found out—that you can have fresh pizza, but that you just bake at your house. Okay. I'm looking now to see. Look, there's many locations here in Arizona, so maybe oh, he can just Murphy's do that back in his all place. All over the place. We appreciate their their support. All our guests in Papa Murphy's. Okay. Maybe it's just not in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was actually that was a throwaway line. What? It was one of those things where I wasn't really listening to so what you were saying. So he felt like he needed to say okay. something. Yeah, and I just like it's, it's one like of those things where I subconsciously responded, and then now I realize based off what you were <laughs> yeah. saying, it sounded very condescending. Yeah. But yeah. it was just more so me not paying attention. That is. I don't think there are any Connecticut locations of Papa no. Murphy's. 
So Matthew Berry's going to uh, need to use that okay. money while he's here. Real quick from the 816, uh, someone said they thought their wife was this and thought they were watching porn, didn't believe them when they told them it was just listening to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. I loved how when we said it's just 70s porn music, he pushed, you guys are right, he pushed the headphones He's like, away. I'm okay. part of that. I mean, I don't, like, I don't blame him. Good. I think that was probably a wise decision on his part. He didn't need the headphones in. He, d- he didn't need them in at that point. All right, let's get to the random question of the day. Random question. For you, Gold. For you, Nick. And over on the text line, 913-586-7610. Of course, a random question today brought to you by the window source of Kansas City. I want to ask, when sharing food, hypothetically, what is an acceptable amount of the sauce you can dip your item in <laughs> before it, it becomes obsessive? I bring this up just hypothetically. We all went out to dinner last night. Mm-hmm. Nick and I and Pete had decided we wanted to try many of the menu items. So you guys split a couple So we split three things. We got some wings, we got a pizza, and we got some uh, house-made onion rings. All delicious, by the way. Highly recommend. But it was Pete who was the first person to dip his wing in the shared sauce. There were four or five sauces. He dunked the whole thing all the way down in there. Imagine, and a, imagine your three-year-old. Imagine if you have a three-year-old <laughs> who's playing with their rubber duckies in the bathtub, and they're just. <laughs> it was big aggressive. Splashes I everywhere. Think all he needed then to do he is did it. Ended like so. He dumped it in yeah. one and then into the other, thus compromising the other sauce. Is that acceptable if you're sharing? I think he needed to ask for a separate container of sauces. That's if that's how aggressive it, it was going to be. Was the wings, by the way, repulsive. were incredible last night. We like, we we like, we had some wings uh, that we were sharing with some other people too, and. Uh, the wings were terrific. I didn't even use any sauce. That's how good these type of wings were. What do you think? What's, what's the acceptable amount of force in which I poured it on the plate? I'm like, I'm going to pour some on the plate, and then I'll just roll yeah, it around That's the polite thing to do. I've, I've, I've noticed. Dip, I've noticed. Like, Pete is like a Pete. Here's fine. the thing with Pete. Pete is like a buttoned-up guy, and he's very professional. You know, he dresses snappy, and he's always says the right things. Says the right things. But, like, you get him in those sorts of environments. Like, it's a food thing. First off, Pete loves wings. Nothing wrong with that. But... Like, like watching him dunk those wings into the ranch and just going like from one sauce to the next, and it's just splooshing over the sides oh, of yeah. the cup. And he was compromising like multiple splattering sauces. On the, like, the sauces were splattering against the wall. He was dunking so hard. And he had absolutely no remorse for, like, what he was doing. No, that was the other part. It was disgusting. It man. was both uncouth and without remorse. That was concerning. I feel like you're using the, you used the word uncouth because I said you were acting uncouth earlier. Did you say that? Here's uh, the thing. Uh, to neither you one of you. I don't remember neither that. Neither one of you have ever used it on the show before. I've, and I've heard uncouth. it more in the last three hours than I think I've ever heard anybody use that word But it's word okay in my for life. me to say it because I said it first. You did. You did. So, Cody, apologize. What? You think that, you think that that's the first time I've ever said uncouth? Um, first time we've ever heard it. Yeah, yes. and you happened to say it two okay, hours after sure, I fine. said it. No. Yeah, great. I wasn't listening to you the, know it. Either way, yeah, oh. the sauce dipping. I think you, you just, <laughs> just go ask for your that own That makes you come off as well as you, th- you seem to think <laughs> it does. Go ask for your own separate sauce if you're going to be as aggressively dipping. Nobody, nobody, there's nothing wrong with him dipping it in the actual container. Yeah. It's just it was an aggressive dip. It was an aggressive dip. I'll give you that, Gold. I was just concerned. Like, I think when sharing foods, you have to accept that some of your normal food-eating practices go out the window. Like, you, you know, you even if that's how you normally – it's more acceptable if it's his own sauce, if that's how he dips. I would still call it a bit aggressive, but I think it's an acceptable behavior if those are the circumstances. I think when you're sharing the food, you have to have a different etiquette. How'd you do it, by the way? You shared wings with your friend? I didn't use sauce. 
No sauce at all. You just well, avoided was, the sauce. It wasn't my main dish, so that was his main meal. So I you stole, didn't feel like I you stole, should be using his sauce. I stole two wings, and then I ordered a really, really good chicken sandwich that the restaurant had last night. Mm. It was terrific. It had some crispy onion rings on it, some barbecue sauce. It was phenomenal. Mm. Uh, but the wings were so good and enough flavor that I didn't have to uh, to use the sauce. Boy, we have really complimented this restaurant. Should we just tell people that if they're coming to Arizona, no. this is the place they should go? No. Don't need to do that. No, no. free advertisement? Absolutely not. What if somebody asking your DMs where it was? Well, then we'll tell them. them. We'll I'll tell them, them my DMs. I'm just not going to broadcast it live to, to hundreds of thousands of people listening in yeah, the city. Yeah, exactly. Even yeah. millions, maybe. Yeah. Hey, coming up next, so we'll continue broadcasting live from Radio Row. We're here presented by Raygun and Baker University. Uh, we'll get to the player that Cody says has to step up. Uh, in fact, Matthew Barry alluded to this a little bit as well. And we'll also get into the big impact for someone's Hall of Fame case next.